Chai, the top stories. Beijing piles the pressure on the Foreign Correspondents Club over its plan to allow pro-independence advocate Chen Houtin to attend a talk. The Civic Party questions whether or not the PLA really needs so much land in Hong Kong for defense purposes, and the U.S. Secretary of State accuses Russia of violating UN sanctions on North Korea. The office of the Commissioner of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs here in Hong Kong says it strongly opposes any move by external forces to allow pro-independence groups to air their views. As Priscilla M reports, it came under fire for asking the Foreign Correspondents Club not to invite Hong Kong National Party convener Chan Ho Tin to, to a talk. The foreign ministry has been criticized for interfering in local affairs after it was revealed on Friday that three of its officials had visited the FCC and expressed their view that people like Chen Houtin or anyone from the pro-independence party should not be allowed to talk at the club. The FCC has already insisted that the event will go ahead as planned on August the 14th, saying it's the club's policy to give space to people with all sorts of different backgrounds to air their views. But in a statement, the office. Of the Commissioner of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs here in Hong Kong stressed the SAR is an inseparable part of China and that any calls for Hong Kong independence is a blatant breach of the country's constitution as well as the basic law. It added that the central government strongly opposes any move by external forces to allow pro-independence groups to express their views. The chairwoman of the pro-Beijing DAB, Starry Lee, agrees. I think、uh, one country, two system.、Uh, we cannot allow our system to. Have something that will damage one country, and it is quite obvious that Mr. Chen is going to、uh, advocate、uh, his independence idea. Therefore, I think it is、uh, it is、uh, fair for the central government to voice out their concern. Critics from the pan-democratic camp, however, argue that the move has seriously eroded the city's freedom of expression. Civic Party lawmaker Jeremy Tam has hit back at the government's argument that all sites currently held by the People's Liberation Army and the SAR are used for defense purposes, and that they are not an option for increasing land supply. Speaking to reporters after attending a radio program, Mr. Tam said the PLA currently sits on over 2,000 hectares of land, which is completely disproportionate to the amount of service it provides. Mr. Tam said, with the mainland right next to Hong Kong, there's no reason for the military to occupy. So much of our already scarce land resources is in order to hand over. Hong Kong is obviously part of China, and you know, do you actually need you know such a large area for the defense purposes? You know, when you got you know China just you know the boundary just you know few kilometers away. So we believe you know Hong Kong government should talk to the central government、uh, to liaise if any、uh, areas can release back to Hong Kong. Nine people have been slightly injured in a traffic accident in Saikung. The incident happened at around nine o'clock when two coaches collided with each other on Taimongjai Road. Eight passengers and a driver suffered minor injuries. The Environment Secretary Wang Kamsing says flexibility is to be given to provide a faster waste removal service for old electrical and electronic appliances. Starting from this month, retailers selling eight kinds of appliances must provide a free removal service for old items. However, the collector that most retailers choose, We Park, only promises to remove goods within three days. Mr. Wang explained that We Park may be able to pay retailers for arranging extra logistical services. He also said he. Believes that retailers will no longer only rely on We Park.
According to the legal requirements, all the retailers have to register their proposed collectors. The retailers actually have the flexibility to name more than one collector, and I think that in the future they would adjust their proposals according to the market situation. The U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has said that Washington expects Russia to abide by UN Security Council sanctions on North Korea. Speaking at a news conference at the ASEAN summit in Singapore, Mr. Pompeo said he believed Russia was allowing North Koreans to work on its territory. We have seen reports that Russia is allowing for joint ventures with North Korean firms and granting new work permits to North Korean guest workers. If these reports prove accurate. And we have every reason to believe that they are. That would be in violation of UN Security Council Resolution 2375. Meanwhile, a report commissioned by the United Nations Security Council says North Korea has not stopped its nuclear and missile programs and is attempting to sell conventional weapons abroad. RTHK. The time is now five minutes past one. The Hollywood film producer Harvey Weinstein is attempting to have a criminal charge against him dismissed. He faces accusations from more than seventy women, but denies having non-consensual sex with anyone. Here is the BBC's Chris Buckler. A grand jury in New York decided Harvey Weinstein should be tried on a series of charges, including sexual assault and rape. But his lawyers claim that there was a series of failings in the way the case and the evidence was presented. They say that the district attorney's office didn't give adequate notice that it was presenting more serious charges, that a statute of limitations had passed in relation to one of the alleged offences, and that dozens of emails were intentionally kept from the grand jurors. The defence team says they show Mr. Weinstein was involved in a consensual, intimate relationship with one of his accusers. A 28-year-old woman wearing the Muslim full-face veil has become the first in Denmark to be fined for violating a controversial law banning all face coverings in public. The BBC's Yusuf Taha has the details. The law, which came into effect on August the first, bans all face coverings, including niqabs, burqas, ski masks, balaclavas, and even false beards. The woman came to the police's attention when a scuffle broke out between her and another woman, who tried to pull her niqab off at the top of an escalator in a shopping centre in the city of Hersholm, north of Copenhagen. Police were called in to deal with the altercation. They fined the niqab-wearing woman one hundred and fifty-five dollars and charged both women with disturbing the peace. The United States has welcomed a commitment by Zimbabwe's electoral authorities to release the detailed results of this week's election, in which President Emerson Mnangagwa and his ZANU-PF party were declared the victors. The election loser Nelson Kamiza, who heads the MDC, has claimed the vote was rigged. More details from the BBC's Shingai Nyoka in Harare. Nelson Chamisa has hinted that he is prepared to take this matter to court. He was less belligerent、uh, than he has been in the past.、Uh, he didn't really refer to any plans for a protest,、uh, but he says that he has evidence that、uh, ballot boxes were stuffed. And that、um, votes were taken away from him and given to Emerson Mnangagwa, but what he didn't do was present、uh, clear, concrete、uh, evidence. Chile has become the first South American country to ban the widespread commercial use of plastic bags. President Sebastian Piñera said the new rules show Chile was willing to move away from a throwaway culture. The BBC's Leonardo Rocha has a story. 
The new rules were proposed by Mr. Pinera's predecessor, Michel Bachelet, approved by Congress and now enacted into law. Small shops have been given two years to phase out plastic bags. Larger businesses will have six months to adapt. Before a total ban comes into force, they will only be allowed to hand out two carrier bags per customer. Scientists say plastic pollution has a devastating impact on wildlife and humans. And to sports, and with a preview of this weekend's football action, here's the BBC's Rob Schofield. The first domestic trophy of the season in England is up for grabs. On Sunday, Premier League champions Manchester City take on FA Cup holders Chelsea at Wembley for the Community Shield. Pep Guardiola's club record signing Riyad Mahrez is expected to be fit after taking a knock in pre-season. The Algerian winger is the club's only recruit in the off-season, but having won the title by 19 points last term, City still go into this match as favourites. It'll be Maurizio Sarri's first competitive game in charge of Chelsea, and with many eagerly anticipating how his side will line up. Jorginho is also likely to make an appearance. Sarri's midfield general, who he's brought to the Premier League from his old club Napoli to implement his style of play. The season across the top leagues in Europe may not be underway just yet, but there are some mouth-watering warm-up games in store this weekend. On Saturday, Inter, many's tips to be Juventus's main challengers for the Serie A title this year face Lyon, with new signing Rajid Nangalan looking to make a statement after being left at home by Belgium for the World Cup. In the International Champions Cup, Cristiano Ronaldo's new side Juventus will play his old one, Real Madrid in the States. The man at the moment won't be there, though. He's yet to join up with the Italian champions. On Sunday, the competition sees Milan play Barcelona, while elsewhere Bayern Munich meet Manchester United in a friendly. This is Rob Schofield from BBC Global Sport. And to end the news, the top stories again. Beijing piles the pressure on the Foreign Correspondents Club over its plan to allow pro-independence advocate Chan Ho-tin to attend a talk. The Civic Party questions whether or not the PLA really needs so much land in Hong Kong for defense purposes. And the U.S. Secretary of State accuses Russia of violating UN sanctions on North Korea. The news from RTHK. Welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, in the chair for the next two hours. This week we offer a new selection of hot new hits from a surprising number of places on the planet. You'll hear new hits from Africa to the Americas and the Caribbean and Europe. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian, we're still the belly button of the world. He is from Rome. And we start off our new selection of hot new tracks from a lot of places on the planet with this new track from Paris, Alain Chanfort. He's been recording since the 60s. Big name in the 70s and the 80s. Alain Chanfort is, in fact, stage name for Alain Legovic, born in Paris in the 11th arrondissement uh, quite a few years ago. And uh, his latest album, Le Désordre des Choses, the Mess of Things, as that translates, his 15th studio album, uh, of which this track on the charts now, Les Salamandres, The Salamanders. On devrait tout comme les salamandres 
au soleil Et puis attendre De ce monde il n'y 